Hello, 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 and welcome to Bitches With Beards. And on today's episode, I asked a question. Is the sip of fizz 2024's I Wish You Well? And apparently I'm Jessica Simpson's doppelganger, according to some people. Nick Larchie's penis? Yes. Nick Lachey, sorry. <laughs> We're the podcast that attempts to break down culture with all the elegance of two coastal grandmas. But in truth, we're just a couple of bitches with beards. I'm Max. And I'm Daniel. And we both have opinions. So let's get this party started. Cheers. Cheers. A cheers with a glass, but drink from the can, because I'm going to be surprised later. Oh, well, yes. <laughs> Why do I always call him Nick Lachie? Because it looks like Lachie. He also doesn't look elegant enough to be called Lachey. No, no. He doesn't look French. Well... It's safe to say we are really fucking excited about this episode. Oh, yes. Yes, we are. But before we get on with it, usually we do a big thing about messy bitches. I did put a poll up this week mm-hmm. on Twitter X, but not on Fred's yet. Because Fred's just kind of forget about, but then I do like Fred's, but don't like Fred's. Can you even poll on that one? You can now. Oh, oh. Good. And now you can do this thing where you can't hashtag, but you can select a list it can go on. And gay no. Fred's is basically his first traps. Oh, uh, fair enough. But after last week's episode where we did actually, you know, explore a healthier lifestyle, I oh. asked people how they planned to live a happy, healthy 2024. Oh, yes, yes. 33% said they were going to eat better, 33% said they were going to drink less, and 40, 34% said more podcasting. As you can guess, only three people fucking answered. I was about to say, mm-hmm. I, I think this is probably three people. <laughs> so 34% of people said more podcasting, which means more competition. <laughs> no one is exercising more, I'll do that for you. Well, thank you. And with that out of the way, mother has mothered this week, Daniel. Oh, mother has mothered Mother has everything. everything. We are going to go into it. Yes. But... She was here, she was there, she was, she was there. everywhere. <laughs> I don't even know... What the fuck happened at this Golden Globes? It was it was a tailspin. It was a whirly belt. Like I don't I don't know. Like it was it gave everything and nothing. And here's the thing: I didn't watch it, but by the next morning, it was everywhere, and it's still everywhere. It's the most talked about non-watch show of all time. <laughs> I know. It's like oh my god. <laughs> like, I would say yeah. The memes that are coming memes. out. <laughs> we'll, we will be going into this. <laughs> I think first. I have to ask, aside from the Golden Globes, if there was room for you to do anything, mm, how was I mean, your week? My week uh, was a good week. It was one of my war bride weeks, as I like to call it. So the priest was away in Texas, and I'm going to take a moment and be very proud of my boyfriend, because Ooh. he passed his examinations last week. So cheers. Cheers. We're both very proud of you, these co-hosts, mm-hmm. on this podcast. Anyways, he's flying back to DC right now. So through many a storm, through many a storm, but we should see him tomorrow at brunch. Is the hope and the goal? And my my husband's heading into a storm. Right. <laughs> you know, we we send one away, and one comes back. Oh god. Yes. <laughs> but aside from it, how's it been? Are you settling into the new position nicely? I settling into the new position rather well. Um, I had a few moments to where oh, people left the door like slightly open, and I'm like, I'm seizing power right now, and we're changing this. Like yes. I just couldn't resist it. I was like, no, we're changing this. And found out that um, someone lied about the amount of work that they did last year. And so there's a lot of things that have got to be corrected. Ooh. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's not good. It's not good at all. And I was just like, huh, okay, well... Roll up my sleeves and put them on my boy pants, because that's where we're at on this one. So, oh, it's fine. It's fine. I'm known as a fixer, and I'm like, well, we'll just Looking have to about, fix like, it. Curious George in your big boy pants. Does he wear pants? No, Curious George doesn't wear pants. But monkeys wear pants in the animal cracker box, don't they? I believe so. With their French accents. Yes. <laughs> as done by Susie Izzard. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but how was your week, dear? It was a good one. Um, yeah, work's been pretty good. We've had a couple of... It's going to be interesting. I always say that. But No, it will be, just because yeah. I know the situation. It will but, be interesting. But, no, I, I, have, I have concentration issues. Um, I'm, I will get talk to someone hopefully professionally because it's, it's, it's getting slightly worse I think it is possibly due to lack of sleep <laughs> I get four hours but that's the... yeah because I've been embracing like sleep hardcore and it's been doing wonders yeah so but no I, I set myself some lists and I think I had a pretty good week and you know 
the thing is it's like you have the short week then the full week then you're back to the short week because we're about to start a long weekend not complaining yeah love the long weekend it will be a solo-ish long weekend I say solo-ish because Daniel and I have been working on a few projects we've got this to do and a side project we're excited to be moving forward the Hubs is heading up to New York um, Buffalo as we speak uh, he um, decided he was going to go up anyway for Big Ginger's uh, birthday mm-hmm. and there was going to be some maybe some skiing maybe this maybe that but it's looking less and less like they're going to go skiing uh, the Bills got through to the playoffs so oh, they're going to be going to, actually to the stadium oh, so yeah so I'm oh, sending him off nice. for that one it should be it should be good but I'm staying here with the dogs I couldn't leave work on it so oh, yeah yeah so that's going to work. Been back in routine. We've been cooking again, and mm. also you know, reading, reading my book, which is very good. What I didn't read anything this week. I was embracing the eye massages. You know the thing that I have. Yeah, it has the heat and stuff. Oh, I was doing that every single night. I was like, oh, massage my eyes. Yeah, and no, I should do that. I did read before bed. Actually, I had a really good night's sleep, so I need to get back into that habit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but had a very social weekend. After we recorded, we obviously went out and got mm-hmm. some lunch, but then. Sunday went for curry, didn't we? Uh, was it called Onan? Oh, I didn't go, so... No, you didn't go. Fuck, sorry. Yeah, no, I didn't go because, you know, Indian food has a way with me that I've learned. And you were also on a date with yeah. Priest. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, because most of the group were there. Right. Yeah, no, Onan was very good. Mm. A little bit pricey, like 22 an entree. Mm, but actually pricey. we came out a bit, like, fulfilled. So actually mm. for what we paid, it was pretty good. That's good. Um, Saturday night, we ended up at a white elephant mm-hmm. and we ended up with what I'm pulling out what looks oh. like a waffle iron yeah put your hands in the waffle iron Daniel I don't know that I want to is it is it, am I going to be found worthy oh it's a hand massager oh it, it does look like a waffle iron it oh it's a very tight hand massager yeah so I can actually reduce the tightness oh no, I mean, I think it's fine. Um, yeah, and it's got airbags, and you're hearing hissing of air bladders. And yeah, I feel like this is probably made by the same company that has my eye mask, actually. Yeah. Um, it's sticky because of things that have been put in there. Uh, I was about to say, um, I feel like this is a post It's creaking a lot, actually. I'm I think a... it's a post-masturbation thing. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to turn it off, because yeah. obviously it's not good visuals. Oh, how do you feel? Oh, it feels rather nice. I might so, be putting that back on after yeah, we record. Yeah, it was quite pleasant. So we've got now a hand massager and a make-your-own-hot-sauce kit. Oh, very interesting. So, Which uh, no one else wanted, but I was like, fuck it. it comes with I, was about, I was going to be like, that sounds very much like a you comes with six bottles, the white vinegar, and all the spices. Mm. Let's get creative. And... Oh, you will get creative. I don't have any doubts on that one. But no, we did. So we did do the we did the curry. But afterwards, we went to see the Bills game, and we took Adam with us. And he was like, "There's eye candy galore in here." You know, it's dick swinging sweatpants, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, it was a pretty good, pretty nice weekend. Um, yeah, it was. It, it was weirdly. Obviously, it was the last weekend of the holidays. I hate to keep saying that, but, no, it, but was, it was. It was, yeah. and it was nice to actually not have that oomph everyone goes and hibernates yeah I, I will say this though walking over here tonight like I saw tons of like Christmas trees and like the shade and the rain and I'm like should they still be up right now or lit ours are, yeah. if you go in the office ours look like it looks like a fucking forest in there but yeah. it's always unlit Christmas trees yeah but I'm like I'm looking across like right now and I'm like there's at least two lit Christmas trees across the street from here yeah we did turn the lights on after we recorded Saturday because mm-hmm. we recorded and we went and got Mexican mm-hmm. and then we got back and Hubs turned the lights on it was such a miserable day and oh, he was like was it was so dark and then he said no fuck this and then Sunday we, we sat and we got it all done mm-hmm. but um, but this weekend so, obviously we will go into it more next week but it is the Mid-Atlantic Lever Festival in oh DC which is basically a total bang fest Yes, if you want to have an STI, please go to this, essentially. <laughs> yeah, do not try and get an appointment at Whitman Walker for the next couple of weeks, because they're solid. Nope. Um, nope. No. So we are not going to go into the hotel. No. Not doing that anymore. No. Uh, maybe it's you, but I reckon Bunker's going to be popular. Bunker is probably going to be popular. Um, our floor hasn't wasn't open whenever I was walking by, because we were recording a little bit earlier on a Friday. But um, Yeah, but yeah. usually it's open about... 
free, isn't it? On a week? Yeah, yeah. So it was a little bit odd that they didn't have anything. I wait, but I, you no, sorry, I'm interrupt. <laughs> Max yeah. interrupts in what shop? No, but you didn't get it till five thirty. He called it to six. It should have been open by now. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, because like, you said earlier, usually uh, yeah, before five, DC bars are usually about 5 p.m. in the week. Uh, yeah. That's very weird. I know. I was just like looking around. I was like, okay. Because normally I'd expect them to be having something tonight, like for it. And I'm like, all right, guess not. Usually MAL and Pride Weekend, they, they oh, do the, the they back weekend, yeah. don't they, as well? Yeah, there was nothing set up back. Nothing whatsoever. There was no beer garden to be had. Yeah. It's curious. I know. It's very, very curious. But also, also, Angelina's wasn't open. Like, there was not a light on. I feel bad for Angelina's, to be honest. Yeah. I, I agree with I it. think that struggled a lot with... Um, the COVID. Andy's as well, yeah. opening. That's a pity. Yeah. Now it's time to take a quick walk around Ina's garden. Yes. So we're going to emulate our favorite barefoot Condessa, and we're going to have libations. And Max, I chose something for you, my friend. Oh. For you. Is it cum? No, it is not. So we are drinking a 2022 Barbersville Chardonnay. Ooh. It's one of the few Chardonnays that I will sip, not drink, but sip. But you like Chardonnay, so I thought my friend needs to have a treat. Cheers. Cheers. And that's nice. So it's it is, not as Chardonnay Chardonnay as I expected it. And you know the reason why? It's in still barrels, not oak. You do like a still barrel, don't you? This is the one Chardonnay that, like I said, I will sip. And I'm going to put it back in the little holder right there. That's enough talking about ourselves. And... Quite frankly, I've never said this before. I'm so happy not to be talking about ourselves. We're going to go into the news. So this is the portion of the podcast where we discuss the stories that are gay, gay, adjacent, or just a little bit camp. All of the above. Yes. Uh, Yes. Um, It absolutely was. Max, you want to start? Because I I actually have non-Golden Globe news for my news. But we just break something. So for those that lived under a rock and actually let's yeah. face it a lot of people do not care yeah um this weekend was the golden globes hosted by joe coy who i originally knew off chelsea lately and mm, quite frankly yeah. never liked he had a really weird way of delivering it, but he's always had a weird way of delivering yeah his cadence is just a little bit off like he'd mm. say a, he'd be the guy at the party that was turning everything into a sex joke for a reaction oh we know those people yeah and, <laughs> and he'd be like and he he just he did have, he had a very unnatural way of delivering what was meant to be like a casual chat mm-hmm. and then he got re-famous mm-hmm. well he got into the mainstream more because he did date Chelsea for a year yeah in a relationship was meant to be the relationship was very public and then turned out not to be the right. relationship right who did see that on coming well <laughs> so he made very I mean off the bat, let's say outright, we all know that these gigs are not easy. No. They are very hard to do. They're not very funny. The only mm. people, Jimmy Kimmel does a good job and Tina Fey, Amy Poehler do a very good job right. together. But they have a good chemistry. They have chemistry. And it yeah. is about, I think, to be honest, stand up there and do all that must be tough. Mm-hmm. But he made some weird faux pas with jokes and at one point blamed his writers and that's something you never do. No, you never throw your writers underneath the bus. Like, you own up, you said the joke, you got the timing off, it was your responsibility, it was your fault. So the, the thing we're going to start with, we're going to start with the big thing, which was he made a joke about, this is not the NFL, we know that because there's less shots of Taylor Swift. Right. <laughs> At which point it cuts to Taylor Swift, who was nominated for the Eras to video, uh-huh. and she just takes a sip of champagne. Right. And her friend, uh, it Kaylee, 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 the one next to her also decides to raise yeah, a glass. Yeah. And of course, it was the meme heard around the world. Because her eyes were just like very wide, just like, I'm not paying attention to this. I'm not giving in to this. I'm not going to give you this 
you know, the reaction that you want to have. And this is the thing, is that there was no good reaction for this. If she'd laughed at herself, they would have said she was disingenuous. If she had kept a stony face, they would have said she was a miserable bitch. Right. Sorry if people were offended by that term, miserable bitch, but you know exactly what I mean. Yeah. You know, it's not a leader, they're bossy, you know, Mm -hmm. she's not sent serious, she's a miserable bitch. Mm -hmm. So there was no way. So she took a sip of what? A a sip of champagne or fizz or whatever it was she was drinking. It it looked like it had a bit of a colour to it. Yeah, I think it was trying to be a mimosa. mimosa and she owned the narrative for that yeah. bit so and I feel like she's going to make a song out of this somehow like, yes she will but Joe your joke would if she hadn't done that your joke would never have been heard so yeah quite, and it also is a, not a bad joke it is kind of true but then mm-hmm. you know there was that yeah the next bit that happened and this is a bit I loved was Selena Gomez mm-hmm. is now seen running up to these two mm-hmm. or tottering or what everyone does uh-huh. crouching by their table mm-hmm. and having a gossip yes now the fact is that Selena Gomez is just walking over to Taylor Swift and having a quick gossip about what she saw in the awards ceremony tell me that isn't culture but I will say this Selena did actually come back and say what she was telling Taylor about because there was a look of shock that came across Taylor's face for just a brief second because we have now lip readers. We have now lip, lip readers. readers. But Selena said, no, I was telling her about two mutual friends that hooked up together. That's why there was some shock. There was nothing because everyone's like, oh, is she talking about Timothy Chalamet and Kendall Jenner or whatnot? It's like, no. Yeah, the rumor had been that she'd asked for a photo and they'd refused. Right. Which seems a little bit odd. Right. It seems very odd that Selena would be like, I want a photo with the two of you. So, but now who these mutual friends is, the friends that hooked up, well... Who's to say? Gets more and more delicious as the night goes on. It does get more and more delicious. There are layers to this, layers like an onion. Talking of Taylor Swift, (laughs) the one thing I just want to say is that, you know... She, the whole night, mm-hmm. made, she, the, she made the night, mother, mother, she made the night hers. She, she kind did. of stole it. And she was up for like the, was it the Blockbuster Cinema Awards? It was the yeah. silly one they go, well, we can't give a film that isn't like Oscar worthy an award. So we're going to give it this crapped out award. Right. Barbie won, Iris was up for it. First person up on their feet was Taylor. Uh-huh. Done, done, done. Yep. You know, she's she I think she knew Barbie was gonna win. I think mm. most of the time a lot I think a lot of them do know who's gonna win. Yes. I think the Oscars is a bit different because it's very much they have to have someone there. There's secrecy. Secrecy. Yeah. yeah. But a lot of award ceremonies they have to have they they do know Kathy Burke talks about it a lot because she said that when she started getting awards because she's so self-deprecating they had to sort of say to her you've won you need to get your ass to can yeah like no no I can never win you know it's like like, no you won (laughs) really darling you won so I think Taylor was probably told before that you're not one but it's to Barbie everyone knows Barbie's the winner and Taylor was the first to get up and give a standing ovation but I mean she's in on it and she was just having a good night it looked like for the most part other than the you know the joke but you know she did she seemed to have fun and I think she left quite quickly after that I think she was there for her awards and she went yeah final Golden Globes bit of me for the night oh this was such a good thing so um Randomly, I, I adore Brie Larson. I've been slowly making my way through the Husbands Away this weekend, so I should be mm-hmm. finishing off, um, you know, Lesson in Chemistry. Is she was being interviewed, lovely Brie Larson, adore her, adore her, adore her. I've adored her since United States Atara years back. Oh, yes, I've forgotten she was in that one. Everyone does. And we, I, did, but did I love watch? that show, yes. Yeah, then we can say, oh, do you remember when she was in United States Atara before she won it yes. for that? The, was it The Room? The uh, one where she was kept yes. with her son yeah so yeah it was the room yeah the so room, we yeah. were fans from the start she was being interviewed and Jennifer Lopez walks by by the way Jennifer Lopez fucking glided by oh she looked phenomenal it looks like into, it looks like she went they went through each hair in her head and gave it a stern going warning about even moving <laughs> do not move do not fly do not do anything untoward and Brie Larson basically went oh my god I'm so excited to meet you you know obviously they do run J-Lo's got back a bit into the acting they they took some oh, time away yeah, yeah so I don't think they've been in the same circles for a while I was supposed to she was in Hustlers and yeah. she's been in a lot of rom-coms recently so the last five years has yeah. been a big one and then they obviously COVID and all that and they yeah. met and she just went you know I, Brie went 
I loved you in Selena. It wanted me to be acting. I wanted to get into acting, mm-hmm. and and J Lo was just like, oh my god, I love you. I mean, I've been watching your yeah. films and all that. It was a it was a bit of a lovey fest. It was a very genuine moment, moment. though. Like J Lo, like you could see, like she was like, I actually love you in these things, Brie Larson. <laughs> and I read afterwards, like the bit J Lo actually then spoke to reporters because I think J Lo would have just kind of it. J Lo was probably very happy about it because obviously I think it would not have been her night really mm. and said you know when I was a kid growing up I watched Beauty Marino in my side story and I wanted to be her and and this bit was I, I thought was a little bit it was very lovey but J Lo when, when I looked into Brie Larson's eyes I saw myself looking at Rita Marino <laughs> you know and I'm like you know what J Lo oh. only you can fucking pull that one <laughs> Round of applause there. And only you, Jayla, would believe Hope that. that. <laughs> like, it was very it's the best it here. was sweet. She goes, I watched her movies, I've loved her movies, and it, it was it was nice, but I was like, that was a good answer. I mean, it was it was a good answer and it worked for what was going on. But did you also um see that JLo's like, Yeah, I just had tequila and then Bree's like, I also need tequila. And it, you know, I know we shouldn't rely on alcohol and we are doing yeah. a bit of a drier January as we drink Chardonnay. Yeah. Yes. Chard names again. Um, but I like it when they admit they drink. Yes. Like, oh, you're human too. Oh, you, you, had a, you had a drink. Just like I had a martini last night. For me, I think it really solidified that this was a, it was very much about women. Yeah. The Golden Globes. It yes. was, the, it, there was a sisterhood going on there. Not that I can much. say that. I, I could be completely wrong. I'm a white male. Who knows? You're on the outside looking in, dear. Do not presume. My final bit of news is completely on Golden Globes. Oh. But they have announced they're going to be doing a movie, The Mandalorian and Grogu. Is that what they're going to call it? Road to Bali? The Mandalorian and Grogu. <laughs> it's going to be curious. I, they haven't really said whether or not this is going to be season four of The Mandalorian. Mm. So there is still meant to be. So Dave Filoni was the one who created The Mandalorian mm-hmm. and all that with uh, John Favreau. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Favreau was the, the director. Mm-hmm. Favreau. So Dave Filoni has been told, has, we have been told that there is going to be a film coming from him. Mm. So that is going to be, that is meant to basically wrap up Book of Boba Fett, Mandalorian and Ahsoka. And the rumour is it's going to be heavily based on the Edge of the Empire style of Grand Admiral Thrawn coming back and attacking the, the New Republic. Mm. So whether or not, but there's meant to be some stuff. They're doing season two of Ahsoka, they've announced. Mm-hmm. But season four of... Mandalorian's gone a bit quiet so mm. whether or not this is going to be the the one before yeah yeah mm. and then go into Ahsoka will then set up I think Ahsoka's going to generally set up the the, the, the heir to the Empire we're going to call it that uh, film but it, it, I'm, I'm very excited I think they've been great characters I'm a little bit concerned that Marvel have been going through some serious shit where they've relied too much on TV to set up movies yeah and it feels a bit of an odd but at the same time is I think that Mandalorian blew up Grogu blew up mm. and literally mm. they're saying well look if this is going to be the characters we're going to build a film about we're going to build a a film about it so I'm optimistic John Favreau's directing so yes that is my my little bit of non-Golden Globes news well and I'm going to ensure that we don't go back to the Golden Globes at all with my ears but trust me we will admit for our culture so it was announced this week that Purple Rain is coming to the Broadway stage as a musical I've never seen it I've never seen it before, and I've got a confession once I tell the entire little bit of the story, and I feel slightly bad about it. Um, so it will be produced by Orrin Wolf, who is responsible for the band's visit, which won several Tony Awards um, almost a decade ago, I believe. I think that's right. Yeah. It feels right. It was it was prior to COVID. Anyways, Purple Rain will be based on the 1984 autobiographical film that essentially launched Prince into the superstar that he was. Um, and it will, it's supposed to come out 40 years since the premiere of that film. Again, I have never seen Purple Rain, but it's a musical. Um, there's a rumor that it will be touring off Broadway first. So maybe it's coming here to DC. Maybe it's going to be Boston. I don't know. Can I, can I ask, do you over here, I know you do the out of town tryouts. Mm -hmm. We had Mean Girls Musical. Right. All that sort of thing. San Francisco Wicked. But do you ever tour a show before it goes to Broadway? Uh, no. You typically do the out-of-show 
or out of town tryouts and then you go to Broadway and then you can have a tour that branches off of that Broadway show or it closes on Broadway goes to the touring so 9 to 5 the musical mm-hmm. Jekyll and Hyde the musical both toured and it was and before they even hit the West End mm. so sometimes sometimes they're a lot more like would it do better regionally which mm. is that so it's yeah it's a gamble it's a gamble um, I I'm not going to say that we don't do that here in the States. It's not a common practice. But it's not a common practice at all. I think the one exception could have been Aida, but that one started in Atlanta and then went to New York. Yeah. And it was an exception that it was in Atlanta at all. So anyways, I also um, was sharing this news because I thought that Prince was a queer icon. It turns out he is not. (laughs) So I learned something this way. No, Prince is very straight. Yes. But Prince is also Prince. Prince is also Prince. And he just always, me growing up, like, I, he just gave off, like, David Bowie vibes. So I was just like, he's a little bit, you know, he's I a little bit he, queer. <laughs> I think it'd be safe to say that Prince is a gay man that has sex with women. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's fair. Yeah. And I, I think I picked up on that. But uh, that was sort of the reason why I was sharing the story and then found much, out I was wrong. <laughs> he's very much his own entity. Right. You know. Like David Bowie. Bowie. Yeah. His own thing. Bowie, you always knew, had a bit of... I mean, he was married to, you know, the gorgeous... Oh, what's her face? Amon. Amon for years, you know. and But, yeah, he had dalliances. But, no, Prince, Prince yeah. was a, a, a gay man that shed women. Yeah, very much so. So, uh... Anyways, <laughs> so Purple Rain coming to the stage near you, maybe. <laughs> near us. I don't know. Uh, next bit of news. Coming out of France. So I don't know how you're going to feel about any of this because I know how you feel about the French. So um, France named their youngest prime minister, uh, Gabriel Attal, this week. He is 34 years old. Which, I feel bad about more about that, actually. <laughs> I know. I'm sitting here and I'm like, I accomplished nothing at 34. I'm not a prime minister of anything. Uh, he is also the first openly gay prime minister of France as well. Prime minister. Yes. So he's so wait he's a so president of France named him. Yes. Yeah, I forget how that yes. works out. There. So Macron named him. Yeah. Uh, he apparently held several positions in Macron's like government. Uh, there has been a lot of outcry that uh, he doesn't have experience, that he's too much Parisian, doesn't know about the problems of the provinces. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I think that. Yeah, it's probably true. He's a bit Trudeau-ish. He's quite, he's cute. He's, he doesn't look very far. He looks a bit older than 34. He looks a bit older than 34, but he is French. So, yeah. you know, we don't blame him for that. Yeah. Apparently he is married. Um, also, photographs of him in a Speedo have surfaced. And my God, that ass is what I'm going to say. I have to check those out. And I am not an ass man. So, <laughs> that's what I have to say on that one. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to look it up right now, actually. Um, It was it was a little bit shocking. I think it they were leaked yesterday or today beautiful i love a leak i i love a leak too but i was just like oh my gosh i think you can find him on queerty to be honest is where you need to be looking for that he's a nice looking guy he just does he just has that little bit of like he's lived yeah it, it's one of these he made a statement he's like you know i've been named because there's faith in the youth of like france and i'm like i think you were named because macaron wants a legacy and you've got some years in your left yeah so it's like mm, don't know that i'd go with a youth number but uh, I wish him the best. We wish him well. We wish him well. We wish the French the best, um, you know, as much as one can with the French. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's lovely. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, oh, God, being quite weak, though, for news, hasn't it? A little bit about oh, the Golden Globes quite, going. quite News is quiet. Culture's always buzzing. Daniel, what is culture for you? Oh, culture for me this week. So I'm going to be very honest, listeners. I did not read a single book this week, but I uh, did do my other Sweet things. Jesus. I know. I told you. The ass. Yeah, but you, you know, people say, oh, you know, like, DC, especially in DC, you know, it was like that ass. And then you're like, wow. I told you I'm not an ass man. And I was like, oh my God, that ass. Like... <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Jesus. Your wet dreams tonight. Anyways, back on topic. So my food of the week, I made a lovely pharaoh salad, which was... You like a pharaoh salad, don't I you? I love a pharaoh salad, and it was divine. It was just wonderful with those little bell peppers in it and cucumbers and mm, olives. Wonderful. So my drinks of the week, I tested some more non-alcoholic drinks. Here's my ratings. So this one came highly recommended. It was called the Phony Negroni. 
I give it a C. It was the most bitter thing that I had tasted in my life, and it was more bitter than a Negroni ever has what been. What is a Negroni? I know the name, but I've never had Uh Negroni is Aperol Gin, and I'm blanking on the third Oh, yeah, that does sound like it can go too... Oh, Gin is a weird one. So, but here's the thing. If you balance it just right, it has a little bit yeah. of a bite to it, but it's not that bad. The phony Negroni was the most bitter thing I have ever put in my mouth. It almost like made me not want to drink anything ever again. Uh, I also did the Modica Cucumber Aloe Margarita. I give this a C plus, B minus, because it is sold as a mixer. It literally came of a recipe for a margarita with tequila. Yeah. Um, it was very um, robust with the aloe is what I'm going to say. However, my winner of the week was the Ritual Gin. I give it an A. Nice. It is, you know, zero alcohol. It actually tastes like gin. So this is what I'm going to say. I feel like, overall speaking, you know, we're two weeks into this, that people have cracked the code and they can make gin alternatives that taste like gin and have the fill of gin with no alcohol. Yeah. I don't know that it carries over to other things, is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Other than the fact that the, mo- the virgin mojito that I'm also drinking right now actually tastes like a mojito, so... Yeah. I know when I add the gin, it tasted... I said it had a syrupy texture to it. Mm-hmm. Have you read 1984? No. In I that, haven't. he drinks gin, but it's mm-hmm. a cheap gin. It's, it was just this greasy gin he drinks. Yeah, yeah and I always... When I drank that, I felt of all 90... I felt all these social genres. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Television of the Week, All Creatures Great and Small, Series Number 4 was out. Very good. I need uh, to watch this one. Highly recommend it. My Movie of the Week, I finally saw Saltburn. Oh, my God. Yes. Skip ahead... One minute. Delicious is what I'm going to say. It's kind of empty but full at the same time. Empty but full, and even though I sort of knew what was coming, I actually didn't see the ending coming. Yes. Like, I was still a little bit shot, gagged, and goop. I gagged at the scene. I don't like trains. I literally texted the priest, and I'm like, oh my god, what am I watching? He's like, keep watching. And then I was like, oh my gosh. Really and then I was like, oh my gosh, <sighs> Venetia. And he was like, keep watching and I was like oh my god uh, Farley yeah, yeah. he's like keep watching and then I'm like oh my god, god. so Phyllis Baxter <laughs> I was just like oh my god so it was it was one of those I, I enjoyed it but I was just like the entire time like oh my god uh, my musical of the week I listened to the flower drum song and I also listened to Mame with Angela Lansbury nice both are not good. Lucille Ball no never with Lucille Ball I love Lucy but I do not love her in that my song of the week, I was in the American Songbook, and I went back to an old tried and true favorite, Ella Fitzgerald singing Mac the Knife in Berlin. She swung it. Perfect. There you go. How about you? How about me? Well, food this week was minimal alcohol. Ha ha ha. I did I did Monday to Wednesday without alcohol. Oh, very good. And um, we did some healthy sheeting. But I did I came back from a dentist. I had my first dentist this week. For a while, uh-huh. uh, all good. We should be updating on that one in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But I did apple slices and peanut butter, but I did marmite peanut butter. I know. Um, I like because because you can't taste the marmite in the peanut butter. It kind of makes it a, a more of a savoury peanut butter. Okay. So it was kind of nice, salty, sweet. Okay. Music this week, I was listening to a lot of soft cell, uh, especially "Say Hello, Wave Goodbye." Okay. I love you know that song. I think I know that yeah. song. Yeah. For television, we've been like burning through wooden grates. Okay. We have watched it before, don't oh, yeah. worry. No, yeah, as but I was say, I know you've watched it. The Hub's it like today, though, like, I think, like, he, last episode I watched last night was Karen's Wedding in Vegas, and I think mm-hmm. we're already through to the Janet Jack episode. We just put it on the background. <laughs> um, One, two, three, three four, four, five. <laughs> um, the Gilded Age, we're not through with it yet. Uh-huh. But I, d- I'm loving it, uh-huh. but I do feel word is downton. The storyline that the niece goes through, Marianne, Marian, Marian uh, goes through would have been two seasons. Yeah, I think it would have been two seasons. Yeah, I it definitely. But here's the thing: Julian Fellows did it for two seasons with like Mary. Yeah, this is why I'm saying. This yeah. is why I feel like I'm downton pacing. Yeah. So skip ahead thirty. If you don't want to know what's happening in Gilding Age. She has been proposed to, mm-hmm. 
but but he dashing was very dashing yeah you know, dash but very dashing. He, um we all know where it's going right and i kind of feel i'm i said i i i don't like talking to you about this because i know that you want to talk to me but i feel that were this downton and had they got maybe a two season pickup mm-hmm. that yeah, they would have been drawn out drawn out and yeah. also i think they would have with the son of with thingies with Bertha's son who is very cute yes. but reminds me of the Bridgerton that's going to be the main Bridgerton this season oh yeah. yeah yeah is that I feel that they've not she's so focused on her daughter that I feel had this been Downton they would have made it very clear within the first that this is a not allowed yeah and I don't feel they've had Bertha putting her foot down about anything yet so yeah. even though I did like his little trice with the older lady yeah that felt like wasted time when really they should have made they should have been putting barriers between him and marion yeah i get that and i think that then so she then goes along with dashiell because that's who the aunt wants her to go with Mm. agnes Agnes. yeah and yeah so i feel they've kind of i i can see what they're doing but i feel like they've they've kind of there wasn't a real you suddenly saw them spark at one point but they, there's not been that will they won't nay right so I feel like the only reason why this hasn't happened is because the American Gilded Age society was different yeah than the European Downton society and I feel that you know Marion is representing by old Knickerbocker society yeah and then you know Bertha is like the new society and they actually needed each other at one point in order to go forward. So I don't think the barriers would have been up as much. Yeah. As what you think it, they would have yeah, been. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I I kind of feel Agnes might. I might have another book to let yeah. you borrow and read. I do, <laughs> I do wonder a little bit if Agnes could have put her foot down a little bit about it. Yeah. More, you know, don't be, you know, don't be going there. And I think that. Well, maybe that's what they explore in season three. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. I just was a bit like, I think. Downton was we we watched stuff get drawn. How many seasons did the rape trial go on in Downton? That that, that spread over three by the end of it. I think it was three. Yeah, it was either three or close to four. It's a bit too much. Yeah. Films. I went to see Poor Things. Uh Uh, Excellent. I I was floating through that one. Um, Um. (laughs) I I, know it was really it was really good. It's a really nuts film. If you're gonna watch it. You have to sit and watch it. Mm. It's worth it for Ruffalo's ass. I still think he's in his fifties, and that guy is just beautiful. I love Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo. It's really, it's, it's, a, it's a Frankenstein style movie, yeah. but not not horror. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit horrific in places. There's certain things you people might be squeamish about. But would you say it's maybe not so much Frankenstein, but more Pygmalion? It's Pygmalion meets Frankenstein. Okay, okay. It's very interesting. Uh, I think. I'm gonna go. We're gonna go into this a bit later, but I I do think it's up for some stuff. Mm-hmm. I very much enjoyed it. It's actually you think it's gonna be quite dark and gothic and not likable, and actually it's very likable. Oh, that's good. That's uh, good. For other films, we watched a Bad Education movie mm-hmm. because Jamie likes because uh, the hubs like Jack Whitehall, but oh, also I love Jack Whitehall. <laughs> they've done a new. They've rebooted it. Mm, so okay. two of the students are now teachers. teachers. Yeah. Okay. So we want to that's see how that. you do it. Sports. We had a very like late night watching a very gripping Bills game and then for podcasts mm. we have What We Lose in the Shadows uh, we met the lovely Caroline at the Hubs's work do yeah. uh, she does a podcast with her dad discussing true crime mm-hmm. and they take it in turns to tell each other stories it's very cute very interesting format of it being uh, Ooh, very nice. daughter and and dad and it's uh, shortest episode 15 minutes longest episode 40 minutes you know very oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Drink with Buds I decided to listen to them today because they well, added us to a tweet of theirs and I just decided and it's basically three straight guys get together and discuss wrestling and, and beer and it's kind of hot because they kind of sound really straight so you know like <laughs> I was going to say I know why you're interested yeah. uh, but also they talk about a lot of like pop culture shit uh-huh. from straight ends and finally two old queens uh, he was mm. have you listened to Nicole this week no he's the guest on Nicole okay him and his mate get together and they have a guest and they basically pick a gay movie and then rate it and they're trying to work out through a very careful rating system what's the gayest movie of all time ah. I listened to the beautiful thing episode fucking hilarious okay so, giving that a go alright and that's my culture for this week and I'm in desperate need of a wee, so shall we have a break? Yes, same here. You first. 
And we're back. And I do believe Daniel's had a change of costume. It's like you're about to hit a red carpet. I know. So listeners, this is the portion of the episode where we check the feeds, the temperatures, and we ask the question, what is gay culture? And my dear, there was only one thing that was gay culture this week. I mean, there was a lot of things, but there was one thing. It was the Golden Globes. Yes. And so at this point, because we're a podcast, we're going to talk about the visual art of fashion as only we can. (laughs) We're going to describe it beautifully. Well, we're going to try. Um, So if you have been living under a rock and you haven't seen any of the photographs, I'm going to give you like the big takeaways that we came away from. So... Red was in this season, and I do mean the Scorsese red was all over the place with some of the outfits. And that's a Easter egg for the film The Holiday. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Asymmetry and Off the Shoulder was also in. Like, there was a lot of shoulders, and they all looked great. But it wasn't good for the weather. No, it was... <laughs> it was cold, wasn't it? <laughs> horrible for the weather. Like, I, I think it was supposedly, like, 50 or something. Like, it, they were all, like, freezing, putting on a brave face, you know, as only they can. Um, and also, textures were in. Yeah. Entire outfits that were sequenced. And I had, saw like, that, yeah. Oh, they were just gorgeous. But they weren't plain. There was always something going on with them. Oh, it was wonderful. So, we're going to talk about our best dress, right? or at least I'm going to talk about best dress, and then we'll go into honorable mentions, and we're going to do worst dress. Perfect. Alright, so my best dress, Margot Robbie, she is leaning into this bit, she wore this wonderful pink, yeah. halter top inspired uh, Armani outfit that was an homage to Superstar Barbie. Yes, I did hear she's still going with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, when else do you get to cosplay like this at this level? But here's the even greater thing. So, Superstar Barbie came with a pink outfit and a black outfit, and the after party she changed Wonder. into the black outfit. See, like she knew the routine. Dumb. She knew the bit. She knew it. It was wonderful. Anyways, <laughs> but anyways, custom piece by Armani, Selena Gomez, and that red number. I loved it. It was a red ballerina halter top. Yeah. It was asymmetrical with a swoosh. Oh, she looked stunning, and it was the red. She's having a minor moment. She's yeah. not having a knee moment, but yeah. she's having a moment. Yes, she's having a, a moment. moment. Between yeah. her cooking show, Only Murders in the Building, she's having a moment. Yeah. And we love this for I her. I love that for her. She deserves it. Also, did you see Issa Rae? I loved I that. did not see her yet. I should, I should, I, you know what I should do is get my phone up yes. and, and start... I'm just, I, I'm, oh no. Yeah, no. No, you're fine. That, is that Issa Rae? That was not Issa Rae. That would poke your eye out. <laughs> is what it is. Uh, no, so Issa Rae, I'm going to say it's like 70s disco goddess, like marigold, bejeweled like outfit. It was wonderful. Yeah. I loved it. It's very Fritz Lang um, lobby of Empire State Building in yes. a good way. Yes, in an absolutely good way. I thought it was wonderful she worked it loved it absolutely love it other recommendation divine joy randolph and her red bustier uh that was by bradart oh it was lovely bedecked bejeweled up top and then it was like velvet on the bottom it was she's got a beautiful figure yes but she also is a figure that can it has to someone has to go in and respect her figure yeah. to make the best out of it yeah and I am, um, yeah, I'm really glad she's working with the right people. Yes. And she made sure that her makeup matched the entire, the exact shade. Yeah, her, shade. Lip, her lip is exact same shade. It was perfection. It was put together. And then we also have Lily Gladstone and the white and black classic Valentino. Like, it was, it was just a great homage. Like, it was just back to classic Hollywood. Like, it was simple, but it did its job. Like, that was the thing. Like, it was what it needed to be so I like the black I do think yes. that and again you know she's um, she's not Hollywood um, her, her figure is not Hollywood right and I say that in like to say that you know she doesn't have the skinny bitch look yeah and so I'm really glad there's people out there that aren't like oh my god you know you can't fit into this napkin wrap you know sort of right. thing you know but she worked with what her body figure was and yeah. it was perfection like it 
accentuated what it needs. Lovely jewelry as well. It's a lovely yes. necklace on it, and it's the the necklace is gorgeous. Yeah, so the necklace is inspired by I don't remember which tribes like yeah jewelry. Yeah. Like you, you can you can see in the pattern it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely beautiful. My honorable mentions: Taylor Swift and that lovely green halter top. Like I loved. It just that. worked. It was just there. It worked. It was mermaidy. It was. It was. Yeah. Do you know what also worked? Meryl Streep in another Valentino, but it looked like classic Caroline Herrera, and it was all bejeweled with sequins the entire time. It yep. was a classic like white top, buttoned down with a black skirt bottom, with you know a black cape. Yeah. It was what it needed to be. Julia Garner in that plunging neckline. Oh my God! It was divine. It was what it needed to be. And I looking... always forget her name. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. It was, she it was... is such a curious little Dickens, isn't she, Eva? She is. She reminds me of the opium adverts from years back. With yeah. Sophie. Is it Sophie Dahl? Yeah. 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 She has that vibe, but it worked. It. She always looks good at war shows, but like that really worked. When so, you're done, I have thoughts about uh, everything in yeah, general. Yeah, yeah. No, generally, I noticed that this year's a lot of classic Hollywoods. Yes, it's very classic. Yeah. It is very There's classic. not a lot of people... I want to say stepping out of the box. They're working within something, but this is a very... Like, Daniel knows me well that I... I mean, 100 years film... Yeah, uh, it's film very buff. film yes. buff. It's I love the classic... Early. I love the classic Hollywood look. I can't get enough of it, even though it's not my favourite era of filmmaking, when it's the 1970s. Right. But this is the era, this is the, the, the Singing in the Rain era, and I just don't think you can ever go wrong. I mean, they're doing a lot of... Homages to like 1920s and 30s for like yeah. fashion, which I'm loving this. Absolutely. The Art Deco I need to raise is, is as pure that. Yes, it absolutely is. Also, Cheryl Lee Ralph and Janelle James, they both were matching black and, well, it wasn't matching, but it was like black and chartreuse was like the two colors that was going on. It was perfection on the two of them. Like, I absolutely loved it. And then we have J-Lo, who was, like, channeling Barbie on her own. I loved it with that pink number, mm. with those flowers that were just wonderful. Oh, yes. Her daughter looks still gorgeous. Yes. Oh, yes. All right. And now on to the worst dressed. Ooh. Is that me and my Greg sweater? Uh, yes, that is definitely you and that Greg sweater. All right. So, John Krasinski, which I know we got a little something to talk about there. It was a classic red blazer, velvet, smoking jacket. The pants on the bottom were purple. It was a choice. I could have I could have forgiven it had it been like red all the way through, but I did not like it just did not work for some Maybe that's why I was talking about divorce. Right. Uh yeah. Um also worst dress. The bottom half of Carrie Russell's outfit, I don't know what the hell was going on there. It looked like it was falling apart because um, it was textured, but it wasn't textured enough. Like it was a halfway thing that was going on. I, I was very disappointed because she's, I think Carrie Russell is like stunning. She's also someone that I, I feel was never, because she was Felicity, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, she was Felicity. She's never quite got to that safe space of fat stardom yet. So yeah. she really. God, is it going to get me cancelled? She's never been in a position to take risks like that. Right. I totally agree. Also, Billie Eilish, I do not know what you were I just aware. Sorry, I just typed in Kerry Russell Golden Globes and the first one that came up was Golden Globes 1999. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not that one. That's my, my point proven. <laughs> yeah, not that one. Billie Eilish, I don't know what you're wearing. I do not know what you're wearing. It was just... Was it, it very Billie Eilish, though? It was very... So, here's the thing. It was on brand for Billie Eilish. It was just not a good fit for anyone or anything. Like, that's the thing. I, I'm i fine with you wearing more masculine outfits. Absolutely fine. Rock it. But wear, if you're going to wear a suit top, wear a suit top that fits. Oh! Yes, exactly. Like, that's the thing. Wear something that fits... I remember when the outsized thing was big last year. Yes, like it's an oversized outfit that I get that and she's, she's playing socks and sandals. I know it's a thing. Like I know that she's making a statement that she doesn't want to be objectified. I get that, but I'm like, honey, just for you to feel like 
I don't know. Wear something more size appropriate. Do you know what? Like, if you want to be objectified, like, raid fucking Albie Plaza's wardrobe from yeah. uh, um, The Happiest Season. Yeah. All of that is, yeah. like, impeccable cut, cut clothes, wear nice cut trousers of that. It yeah. just looks... Oh, she looks like a Daz advert. Yeah. All right. And finally, here's the thing. It would be... The last outfit is Natasha Leone. I loved the texture. I loved the fit. I thought it looked amazing on her body, but then it had the two little things from like Lord of the Rings with the eye in the middle coming up off the shoulders. Yeah, she just looked like a fun ride for a couple of gay guys. Right, that's the thing. Had it not had those two things coming up and off, like it would have been fine. Yeah, I saw this one. I was a little bit like Natasha. Like, you're not... You know, it's a statement. Don't get me wrong. It is totally a statement. But like I said, everything else but that but if works. she sneezes, she can take her eyes out. Right. But everything below that absolutely works. No. Like, her hair looked good. Her makeup looked good. And I was just like, honey, you were so close. You were so close. We were all rooting for you. <laughs> That's our favorite non-lesbian lesbian. Right. Right. So on that note, I have just broken down the fashion that you're not going to see unless you actually look it up. And that being said, there were a lot of great outfits. A lot of wonderful outfits that we didn't mention. Carrie Mulligan looked great. Yeah. Emily Blunt looked great. Like, there were so many other great outfits. But I think it's now time to turn it over to you to get your crystal ball out, Sarah. My balls are out. Yes. So this is coming out Wednesday. Yes. On Tuesday, everyone's going to be getting the Oscar nominations. Mm-hmm. So I've been talking to Daniel about this all year. He is so fucking bored of my discussing of the Oscar nominations. Because it's every single time. So I have put together, and I've seen a lot of films this year. I think, did we, did I count up? I've only seen 33 films in the cinema this year, last year alone. Yes. Uh, Along with um, at least probably another 30, like three of Oscar nominated level films Uh, online and Tar. Yeah. (laughs) And Tar. I love you, Kate Bunchett. <laughs> Just so, mind that. <laughs> we are going to go through the max list of yes. predicted Oscar-nominated films. Right. The caveat is not who we think is going to win, but who's going to be nominated. nominated. So I think we've got it down. Okay. So here's a small print. Uh-huh. The list are based on the movies that I have seen this year that I felt were Oscar-worthy, comma, and deserving. Ah, ah. And it's going to come up here about one film in particular. And I think, in the words of Hugh Grant, you won't be surprised. Um, uh, no, Hugh Grant, Colin Firth. Uh, right, for the ones that I miss, I should be exploring them in the next few months. Right, once I, we have the list. I yeah. don't think there's going to be a lot this year, though, actually. I think mm-hmm. I've done pretty well at the cinema with them all. I hope you're right. So I've tried my best to avoid the Golden Globes, the SAGs, and industry gossip. They have, however, filtered down. Mm-hmm. I do want to say quite clearly, though, the winners of the Golden Globes already were on my radar, and one person was in my sights, sights, sights. Now I'll go into that one. Yes. So, looking at the timing on our clock, I'm not going to keep us waiting for long. Daniel, the first Best Picture is the Best Picture nomination. Yes. This is 10 in total. This okay. is a bugger of a one. Yeah. So we have, and in no particular order, mm-hmm. Saltburn, May, December, Oppenheimer, Barbie, All of Us Strangers, Poor Things, The Color Purple, Killers of Flower Moon, The Holdovers. For those of you that are counting, that is only nine. Mm-hmm. This is the only time I'm going to do this. Uh-huh. I'm hoping to see this film the, the, the coming week. I do believe the other one, there's rumor of Ruskin, the Baynard Ruskin one uh-huh. or American Fiction the one with Jeffrey Wright which uh, about the uh, writer of oh, colour yeah, who, yeah. who changes his persona to sell books Yeah, I would like to see that this week actually I'm only going to say that I think that is the potential attempt looking at how it's going mm-hmm. though I'm going to say this, for all these categories my odds are Oppenheimer as the winner okay any questions no no questions Best director. This was the hardest one to do. Okay. Because 
The you only g- you can do it. Thank you. Well, the trouble is you get ten best films, but only five best directors, mm. and it's a hand in hand. Yeah, it's true. So I had to kill a couple, but there's a couple I'm going to mention. So it was a fuck marry kill situation. Yes. So best director gets Greta Gerwig for Barbie. Mm. I generally think she could actually has more chance of winning best director than Barbie has winning best movie. I get that. Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. Andrew Hay for All the Strangers. Alexander Payne for The Holdovers. And this name I'm going to fuck up. Yergos Lamphimos is a Greek-English director for Poor Things. Okay. I am going to say now my MVP is Todd Haynes for May December. I think it was a great job. I'm not quite sure it's going to hit there. Hmm. I think it's going to be battling out with, with Andrew Hay because they're both queer filmmakers. Mm. I am, I'm siding with Andrew Hay at the moment. Mm, okay. The one that is probably going to get there and it's probably going to fucking win actually or could win is Martin Scorsese for Killers of a Flower Moon yes <laughs> I thought Killers of a Flower Moon was an excellent film a bit too long personally I'm going to say that now I think Scorsese is a phenomenal director mm-hmm. he that film was very long it actually probably felt like probably about 45 minutes shorter than it actually was that's just my opinion yeah, no. but I don't think he did anything new with that film no I don't no, think he did anything no. new um, and I, that's why I, I bring up where there's Worthy but also like, what they do so yeah. I'm going to say that out of all the best director I really 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 think and I'm rooting for Andrew Hay okay done best screenplay bracket original uh, yes we know this controversy The Holdovers Saltburn Oppenheimer May December and this is going to be shook, shook gaggy from Goop You Iron Claw oh I did not see that one coming yes okay the holdovers I think will win okay best screenplay bracket adapted, adapted. yeah good journey on that that was a good journey for uh, yeah Barbie All the Strangers Par Things Killer of a Flower Moon mm-hmm. and Colour Purple mm. My Money do you want to guess either Killers or Color Purple I think I want to say All the Strangers mm, okay I'm, I'm, I'm kind of rooting for this film I, I've, I'm sensing a pattern best actor uh-huh. Cillian Murphy Oppenheimer Ryan Gosling Barbie now this was a hard one for me because I didn't know where he was going to fit supporting mm. or non-supporting but I ran out of supporting so he's going to get main but I don't okay. think that Zac Efron for Iron Claw really it was I don't think he'll win it but I think he gave it everything I was also was I have to say that the best actor this year was clearly from the start dominated by one person who I've already said quite frankly the others are Barry um, Kugan for Saltburn and Andrew Scott for All of Us Andrew mm-hmm. Scott is excellent this is not his year I love Barry, Andrew Scott so much but yes Barry is excellent this is not no, his year no it, it is going to be Cillian Murphy I'm, I, there's yeah. no and I think we both said this when we came out of that film yeah. it's Cillian Murphy yeah. um, but that's just it there's a lot of actors ready the the content, the, the next one which is supporting actor mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr. Oppenheimer Robert De Niro Killers of Flower Moon so I'm going to speak a bit fast now Dominic Cesar for The Holdovers he was a young boy in that I think he was mm-hmm. excellent not going to win it but I think he should deserve to get a nomination mm-hmm. Charles Melton for May December he plays the one who's the yeah. husband and then Mark Ruffalo for, for Poor Things he was more of a comedic role with a bit mm. of sinisterness I think he's perfect Oscar nomination material mm. not going to win it I don't think I'm going to say to you who do you think I think is going to win it oh it's going to be um, and I have just blanked on it Oppenheimer Oppenheimer Downey Jr yeah. I think he was we, delicious I think we both walked out of that film and said that because the first few scenes it's like who is this and then it's just like oh my god Robert Downey Jr. yeah you transform so much so the next one was the hardest for me because I think that this year really let women down best mm-hmm. actress um, Lily Gladstone for Clears of Flower Moon Margot Robbie for Barbie Fantasia Barino for Colour Purple Natalie Portman for May December and Emma Stone for Poor Things my money is on the person that made the film Lily Gladstone Clears of Flower Moon yeah nothing to do with the Golden Globes win I generally think she gave a grounded performance. Yes. It was grounded, but you wanted to watch it. Yeah. So I, I think she was the best thing in that movie. No, she was the best thing no, in that movie. No, I did not think Leo is up for an Oscar for that film. 
I'm not offended by that at all. Now. Yes. This is the category that I think is the most dynamic. And I know I want to win. Uh-huh. But I still think it's completely up in the air. This okay. is the one that, when we're watching it together, I'm going to be most excited for. Okay. Best Supporting Actress. Okay. America Ferreira for Barbie. Mm-hmm. I don't think she'll win, but I think that monologue is going to be an amazing clip. The fact that we can say the monologue from Barbie and everyone knows that it's the you know, America Ferreira one, like, we get that. Emily Blunt, Oppenheimer. It's eh. good, but she's not, she, well, well, but she's a solid job and I think she's yeah, going to get it. Yeah. Taraji P. Henson for Color Purple. Again, mm-hmm. it's an easy role to get nominated for, but yeah. I think she was really good and it was very heartfelt. Mm-hmm. Rosamund Pike for Saltburn. I could potentially see that one. I think she was very good. I, I loved her delivery of stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it's an interest. I think there's a lot of character roles this year, and I think that's why it's so up in the air, yeah. is what people define. My personal personal prediction, Devine mm-hmm. Joy Randolph. Yeah. the holdovers yeah. she was beautiful in that excellent she was both funny sad tragic I've loved her in Only Murders in the Building mm-hmm. quite frankly yeah and that just leads me to the last category best song what am I made for and that's me done yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry that's it that, there's no yeah, yeah I'm like I feel like that's it yeah. so those are my nominations uh, we're going to come back once once they've announced nominations, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to go and watch all the movies and then rejig that. Mm-hmm. But that'll be it. So probably we're going to do my winner predictions the week before the Oscars mm-hmm. and then we'll do it after. I but might even have winner predictions. I think we should all have winner predictions, yeah. really. quite. And I think we'll keep them secret and then we'll surprise each other. Yeah, oh, absolutely. But Let's do that. Thank you all for listening to that. I think now it's ready to end this episode. Yes, yes, indeed. So, my dear, do you have a gagged and gooped for us? So, my original gagged and gooped was actually mm-hmm. quite interesting. Well, it was not interesting. There's rumours that Martin Short and I are stupid dating. Yes, I did see that. But didn't someone say, no, they're just friends? They are just friends. Okay. So, I saw a story online, and I'm going to read the article from ABC News. Okay. And apologies, we're running over again, but who gives a fucking shit? You're the one that has to add to this one. I know. <laughs> so... The headline begins, Stranger Crochets Hat for Baby on Her First Flight. Aww. So, when Jake and Levine and Kelly Levine took their five-month-old daughter, Romy, on a vacation to Mexico for the new year, the first-time parents said they weren't sure how the trip would unfold. Mm -hmm. It was Romy's first flight, and obviously we were a little nervous, Kelly Levine told Good Morning America. On their flight back from Mexico to New Jersey, the Levines met a woman, a complete stranger to them, who ended up giving them a big surprise. One Kelly Levine shared in a TikTok video post that has since gone viral. Romy ended up taking a liking to this woman sitting next to us, and the woman was crocheting. Mm -hmm. Her hands were moving a million miles an hour, and Romy was obsessed with it, Kelly Levine explained, adding Uh that her daughter is observant and very curious. Mm -hmm. Megan Rubin... was the neighbouring passenger Romy took a shine to, and Rubin said she couldn't help but notice the Levines and their baby as well. I was sitting in the aisle, and the baby was in the aisle, so she was gazing at me the entire flight. I was working on a sweater, Rubin told GMA. She was literally mesmerised by it. By the way, that's the dad of the thing. He's kind of cute, yeah. Rubin said the girl's fascination inspired her to make a handmade beanie just for her. I was like, if I don't run out of yarn and there's time, I'll do it because I had the same colour yarn as her little outfit, Rubin recalled. Aww. I couldn't help it. I was like, this baby's getting something because she's too cute. But Rubin had to race against the clock having started the secret hat project with only one hour to go on a nearly five hour return flight. Oh my God. <laughs> to Levine's amazement, Rubin finished her hat and presented them as a surprise gift and that is the hat. It's oh so my cute. God. It's so cute. Oh my God, I couldn't uh, do it in an hour. She ended up giving us this beautiful beanie that she decided to make for Romy mid-flight. Never seen someone work so fast in my life. I had no idea it was for us, Kelly Levine said. We thought, that's a, what a cool way to just do something nice for a stranger and in, in, and in turn light up everyone else's mood. It was such a selfless act. Um, just, we, we landed and right as everyone was getting up, I was like, I'm finished. Let me see if it fits the baby we've been added. Everyone agreed Romy's new hat was a perfect fit. Aww. Um, apparently all gone I just saw that I thought it was such a lovely story it's uh, people being wonderful I love it yes and apparently everyone's gone viral the ladies she learned during Covid to crochet and uh-huh. she considers herself a amateur but apparently clearly is fucking not her next project yeah. for Romy is going to do the little girl little baby dress because I think baby dresses are so adorable especially yeah. pinafores yeah 
All right, so I have a word of the week. The word of the week is melange, which is fashion, which is a mixture of styles, elements, or trends. I thought it was very appropriate for this week, just based on our topic. And I do believe you're going to walk us down Petticoat Lane this week. I am going to walk us down Petticoat Lane this week. So, literally, hours ago, I was in Whole Foods, and I was purchasing a case of Mingle, which is my non-alcoholic drinks. Please tell me what the alcohol content of this is. Zero percent ABV. All right. Please tell me why whenever I scan it, I have to still get my ID checked for an age restriction on this. Oh, they fucking put it in the alcohol section, didn't they? Yes. I'm pissed off about this. Like, why am I being checked for this? I can't even order it from Whole Foods online. Is there laws against selling even fake alcohol as alcohol? Not that I'm aware of. I think this is a Whole Foods thing. I know in England, like, uh, Rizzlers are the wrapping paper for cigarettes. You can't buy Rizzlers unless you're over 16. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's interesting. Yeah, it's one of these, and I'm just like, why? Why? There is no alcohol in this. Like, why? I think they're being clever, and I think maybe that... Oh, God, we're going... We're, going, we're deep diving fucking um, Petticoat Lane, but remember last week when we spoke about how uh, there's such a stigma against mocktails? Yes. Is that maybe they knew that, and they were being clever in to make it an alcoholic drink, alcoholic, non-alcoholic, and it's kind of fucked them in the ass. But here's the thing. The other cans that I brought last week... Did not get age checked on those. Yeah, I want. Did yeah. they have a zero percent alcohol tag on them? Yes, there? they did Curious. as well. So yeah, I'm not sure what's going on with the Whole Foods. Whole that Foods one. sorts it out. Yes, for real. Start this conversation. We've had this conversation, and in this conversation, Daniel, do you think we covered everything? No, we've barely even set the agenda. Cheers. Cheers. And sip. Fuck <sighs> you, Joe Coy. Yeah. You've been listening to Bitches with Beards. I've been Max. And I'm Daniel. A big thanks to you all for tuning in and giving us a listen. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Please remember that only a mother could love our views and opinions. They reflect us and no one else. All music and clips are used under fair use. We'll see you next week, unless we're cancelled. Cheers. Cheers.